Hello, welcome to God Day. I'm Derek Walker, the pastor of the Oxford Bible Church. Today I want to share with you hopefully something that will motivate you into today, uh, which a message that I call One Day at a Time. Um, did you know that to live life to the fullest, uh, we need to go with God's design for us, which is to live one day at a time. You know, that, that might seem obvious, but do we actually do it? Because often we're, we can be living in the past or in the future. You know, we're, we're stuck in the past, either through nostalgia or just guilt about what we've done in the past, and, or we are living into, in the fantasy future. Uh, because we don't like our life right now, we, we are imagining what could be in the future, and our consciousness is divided into the past, into the future, and we're not living today. We're not enjoying today. And so too much preoccupation into the past and the future sucks the life out of us. God wants us to live today to the fullest. And, and really, we, we are creatures of time. We can only live in the now. And so we need to learn how to live one day at a time. And the great life is actually made up of lots of good days. You know, you can't control yesterday, it's past, you, you can't change it. You can't really control the future. The best preparation you can make for the future is not to be anxious about it, imagining all the bad things that might happen, all the good things. It's to focus in today and live today to the fullest. And that's your best preparation for tomorrow. And, and so God designed it that way. You see, in Genesis 1.5, God created, uh, in his original creation, he, des he designed it over it, days and nights. He called the night day, it says, and the darkness he called night. So the evening and the morning were the first day. And so you see, God divided time into days. He created a cycle of life for us. So each day is separated from the past day by a, a curtain, a barrier called night. And that brings that day to an end. And it does mean that, you know, the next day is a brand new day and brand new opportunity. It's almost as if you can close the door on the past day and, and all its problems and start afresh in the new day. God doesn't want us worrying about the past or in bondage to the past, but he wants to give us new grace every morning to live that new day to the full. Praise God. See each new day as a new start, a new opportunity, uh, as with a clean sheet. So God says at the beginning of each day, I've given you this day. Rejoice in it, make something of it, live it to the fullest. And uh, we can be deceived by the fact that, you know, there are so many days in our lives. What, this day doesn't really matter, it's just like all the others. But no, each day is like a brick in the house of your life. And every brick in your house is important. And, and if you lay each day and make it a great brick, God will make a beautiful house out of your life. So. One, one famous saying by Thomas Carlyle is, our main business is not to see what dimly lies in the distance, but to do what clearly lies at hand. And that's where our focus should be.
on today. Praise God. Because a lot of people let their life slip by. You know, when you're a child, let's say you're six, you, you want to be the eight-year-old, those bigger boys. And when you're eight, you want to be the, the 12-year-old. And then when you're 12, you want to be the 15-year-old. Then you want to be the 18-year-old. And you're, rather than enjoying the moment, we're always thinking, how much better will it be when, and then when I maybe get a job or then when I get married? And then when you're married about, oh, it'd be great when I can retire you know, and not have, have to do all this work. And, and we're always wishing into the future rather than embracing the now. You know, successful sportsmen, they, uh, yes, they have to be good physically at what they do, but equally important is the mental attitude. And to be a successful sportsman, you have to learn to focus in the now. You'll hear, they'll always talk about that. They've got to push, push out of their mind they're remembering their past mistakes because that will cause them to tense up and be distracted from the now. And they also have to stop themselves imagining the future, thinking about they, how they might win and, and collecting the trophy and all that. If they, if they allow their mind to wander off in those ways, they are unable to give themselves to the now and they will lose. So they have to learn literally to live in the now. And, and push away those thoughts um, about the past and the future. We live in day-tight compartments. And so one thing we need to do is put the past under the blood of Jesus. Otherwise, again, half of our consciousness is, is bound into the past. And 1 John 1.9 says what we should do. If we confess our sins, yes, if there's something in the past that you're feeling guilty, ashamed about, don't let it have a power over you. You have to confess your sins. And then it says God is faithful and just. Now that means he's faithful to his promise and he's just or righteous through the blood of Jesus to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Praise God. That, that means that your forgiveness is paid for so that when you confess your sin and you acknowledge it to God, he is righteous to forgive you, not because you deserve it, but because the blood has paid the price for you. Praise God. And also, you will be cleansed in your consciousness. He will cleanse by the blood your, that guilt, that sense of guilt, which binds you. Now, sometimes you've got to forgive yourself. You know, some people are still bound in the past. They've confessed it to God, but they still hold on to that guilt because they don't forgive themselves. And, and so if you've confessed it to God, he's forgiven you. But remember, you need to forgive yourself. And what you do is you say to God, God, your blood says I'm forgiven. And you have been fully satisfied by the blood of Jesus for my sin. Therefore, I humble myself and I agree with your verdict that I am forgiven. And on that basis, I forgive myself. I release myself from that guilt. Thank you, Jesus. I am forgiven and I forgive myself. And then that releases you from the past. Praise God. And, uh, you know, sometimes the enemy will try and remind us of our past, but then we need to overcome him overcome his accusations. In fact, Revelation 12, 11 says, we overcome the accuser, the condemnation of Satan, by the blood uh, of Jesus. 
and by the word of our testimony. Yes, you, you have to speak out loud. You have to testify what is true about yourself. You testify to the word of God that concerning the blood of Jesus, that it's paid the price for your sin. And by confessing it, by testifying to the blood, then you overcome the enemy and his accusation. Praise God. So think of our life as running a race. That's what the Apostle Paul does in, in Philippians 3. Think of those athletes in the stadium. They are totally in the moment. They are totally in the now. They're not allowing themselves to dream about um, what will happen after they cross the line. They can't afford to do that. They can't even afford to think about how they may have not run so well in, in the previous laps. They are totally focused in the now. And um, Paul says in Philippians 3.12, not that I've already attained, I haven't reached my finishing line yet, nor am I perfected already, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has laid hold on me. Praise God. We've got a wonderful future in glory. Praise God. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. All right. Um, when you're running a race, you, you don't think, well, I've, I've done my bit now. No, you, you keep running to the full. However old you are, you haven't reached the finishing line yet. And give each day to God. He says, one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, Notice, that's the key, forgetting those things which are behind. And that's actually not dwelling on the good things and certainly not dwelling on the sins of the past that is under the blood. No, don't even dwell on your successes because the more you are living in the past, you cannot live in the now. God wants 100% of your consciousness in the now. Praise God. And then he can flow through you. So he says, I forget those things which are behind. And I reach forward to those things which are ahead. That's living in the now. And uh, what this word forget means, you don't literally forget, but the word forget is the opposite of remember. To remember something in the Bible means you, bring, you put it in the forefront of your mind. So to forget something doesn't mean you don't know that it happened. You can't do that. But it's not controlling your thoughts. You don't allow it to take front position in your mind because you are wanting to focus on doing God's will today and living today for the glory of God. And so you don't allow yourself to let thoughts of the past or the future even take the forefront of your mind. The issue is, what, Lord, do you, what do you want me to do today? What do you want me to enjoy today? Praise God. And he says, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. At the end of our life, or when Jesus comes in the rapture, we will be called upward, hallelujah, to a glorious eternity. But right now, we are running the race and we need to give our all to that. He says in verse 15, if, you, if anyone is mature, have this attitude. In other words, this is the mature attitude we should have. So we need to, God's will is that we should be totally focused. Um, it's interesting that when we ha have a split mind, when our consciousness is split between the past, present and future, we are like the double-minded man. James talks about, James 1, 7 and 8 says, 
Let no one suppose that he'll receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Our ability to receive the grace of God means that we should be focused, focused on the present, uh, rather than having a divided mind. And, and so then we can run our race with all our heart. Praise God. God is wanting to build a beautiful life and he's building it one brick at a time, one day at a time. I love Psalm 118, 24. We should start the day with this, you know. This is the day that the Lord has made. We, therefore, we will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day, not tomorrow, not yesterday. This is the day that God has made. And, and we should focus that at the start of the day and say, I will, I'm not going to take today for granted like it's just another day. No, God has made this day specially for me. He designed it for a purpose in my life and I will rejoice in it and I will give my all to fulfilling God's will today. It's a special day because God has given it to me. This is the day that God has made and given to me. Therefore, we will rejoice and be glad in it. Praise God. You know, some people may be more in the world, but you know, they think, they're thinking uh, Monday. Oh, I can't, on Monday morning, I can't wait till Saturday comes, then I can enjoy myself. And, and in their mind, they've just wasted five days. So Monday to Friday is just a, a big waste of time because then they'll really start to live on Saturday. And, and, and really, that's the wrong attitude. We need to embrace even Monday as a gift from God and rejoice in it. Praise God. Let's rejoice in today. Let's, let's expect God to do great things in our life today. Praise God. You know, we can say, Lord, I will rejoice in today. Thank you for divine appointments today. Th today is my victory day. I put today into your hands, Lord. Uh, today, Lord, let me be a blessing to people today. Thank you, Lord, that my faith is working today. Thank you, Lord, for my health today. Thank you, Lord, for empowering me to live my life today, to love people today, to pray effectually today. Thank you for the strength that I need today. Thank you, Lord. This is going to be a victorious day. Hallelujah. And uh, every day is special. You know, God has created us for good works that we should walk in them. That's Ephesians 2.10. God has prepared beforehand a good works for us to do that we should walk in them. And you know, how do you walk? Here's a great revelation for you. One step at a time, isn't it? You walk one step at a time and you don't, you're not ready for the next step until you've completed the first step. You see, that's how life is. It's one day at a time. You have to fulfill today and then you are ready and you're in position for tomorrow. And if you just stand still today and become passive, you are not, you're, 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 you're behind. And, and so let's live each day for the glory of God. And um, the grace of God is there for us today. You know, we rejoice in today, but most of all, we rejoice in the grace of God that he gives us to live today. Don't waste your life thinking about better days in the past or hoping for better days in the future. Make today great, all right? Make today great. 
And some people waste their whole life dreaming of some rosy future, but they never take any actions now to help bring that future about. They're just waiting for something magical to happen. No, as you obey God day by day, you will enter into your promised land. And you know, trying to carry the burdens of yesterday and the burdens of tomorrow, along with the burdens of today, is too much, even for a strong person, all right? It will wear you out. It, it's too much for you. You have to learn to let go of the past by the blood of Jesus. You have to let go of trying to hold, carry the burdens of tomorrow, that which is called anxiety and worry, uh, you have to learn to cast your cares on the Lord, for he cares for you. You have to learn to say, God, I don't know what's going to happen in the future, but I know that you're in my future, and you're going to look after me, and you're going to provide for me, so I'm going to cast the care of that on you. And if you can release the cares of tomorrow and release the burdens of yesterday, then you can give yourself fully to today and receive the grace of God. You know. This is clearly taught in the Bible. Uh, for instance, in Exodus 16, you know the story of the manna. There, Israel's in the wilderness, and uh, obviously their food supply is, a, is an issue. And so God provided them with daily manna. But he did so in a way to train them how to live. He said, um, he humbled you. Uh, the Deuteronomy 8.3 says, he humbled you, he allowed you to hunger and fed you with manna, which you didn't know, uh, or your fathers know, that he might make you to know that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. In other words, God's tra training them to live it depending on him for his grace every day. The word that he, every word that he speaks from his mouth. And so, you see, if, if God allowed you just to plan out your future, you wouldn't need him to guide you day by day. You would be in control, but God doesn't want it that way. He wants you to depend on him each day, to come to him each day and say, God, I need your grace today. Show me what I should do today. Uh, and, and that way you, you depend each day. And the way God trained them is he gave them this manna. It fell from heaven each morning and they were to collect they were to collect this manna and they could feed on it for that day. But guess what? If they tried to store up that manna and use it the next day, it didn't work. The manna went off. And so they had to learn that they had to receive fresh manna from God each day and live on the grace that he gives them each day. And they, they were learning to depend on God. And in the same way, we need to come today each day to God, in the morning particularly, and receive our manna from heaven, the grace of God for today. And do you know, God will not give you his grace for tomorrow until tomorrow comes. So it's pointless you worrying about tomorrow because your, your anxiety is based on the, on the fact that you don't have any grace for it. God's, but when you get to tomorrow, God will be there with the grace, you see. But you have to learn to live a day at a time and God gives you his daily manner, his daily grace, you see. And that way you learn to depend on God each day. He wants you to live a day at a time. Worrying about the future is not going to help you in any way. Yes, there are ways in which we plan for the future, but I'm just talking about 
obsessively worrying about about what will happen tomorrow. Uh, somebody said, you know, my life has been full of so many tragedies and disappointments, most of which never happened. In other words, he, he imagined all these things, but he was wasting his energy, uh, worrying about the future. Uh, God says, God is in the now. God is the God of the now. 2 Corinthians 6 says, I have heard you in the time accepted, in the day of salvation, I have helped you. Behold, get this, he says, now is the accepted time. Now is the day of salvation. In other words, God is saying, my grace is here for you now. All right? Now is the time to receive from God. God is the God of the now. And if you walk with God now, that is your preparation for tomorrow. And of course, the Lord's Prayer, which we're encouraged to pray, he says, give us this day our daily bread. Notice that. Our bread is daily and we are to ask for it daily. Give us this day our daily bread. In other words, that's saying that God has a special grace for you each day. And we are to ask God for it and receive that grace from heaven today. Give us this day our daily bread. So we are to live life one day at a time, receiving God's grace each day and living each day, not wasting, dissipating our energies into the past and the future, but living for the, in the now. And Lamentations 3.22 says it so well. His compassions fail not. That's his covenant mercies, his grace. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. They are new every morning. So God has grace for you, new grace for you every morning. I do encourage you to spend time with the Lord at the start of each day because it says that he has mercies for you that are new every morning. What, what you need, the grace you need from God to live that day to the full is there for you in the morning. Great is his faithfulness means God will not let you down. Every day he will supply that grace to you if you have the sense, like the Israelites, to collect the manna, to come and receive that grace. Praise God. You might say, well, why can't I just receive all the grace and the blessings and the wisdom that I need maybe for the next month or the next year? Wouldn't that be just easier? But God doesn't teach you to live a month at a time or a year at a time. He teaches you to live a day at a time. You come to God afresh each morning and to receive his daily bread. Praise God. Just live today, one day at a time. Give today everything you got. With all, love the Lord your God with all your heart today. You know, you think, how can I love the Lord my God with all my heart, you know, all my life? Well, just do it one day at a time. Live today well, and then you'll, you'll be in position for tomorrow. Praise God. And so God has a special plan for each day. And if you seek God in the morning, God will reveal it to you. Uh, either to your heart to show you what to do, or you'll just find yourself as you live in the day, you'll find yourself knowing what to do, and you'll find yourself in the grace of God, in the being in the right place at the right time. And it will just come to you what you need to do in any particular moment. The Bible says, you know, roll your burdens on the Lord. Psalm 55, 22, roll your burdens on the Lord and he will sustain you. 
Cast those cares on him, roll it over on him. You have to do it on purpose. And then he will sustain you with his grace. And we, we, miss, we miss it by letting ourselves be diverted into the past and into the future rather than just embracing today. Praise God. And that's how we get stressed out, by the way. We try and carry the burdens of yesterday and tomorrow, and it's all too much. Jesus says in Matthew 6, 33, he talked about worry, actually. Um, and he, he says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. He says, he's talking about worry. He says, don't you know the Father loves you? He'll provide for you. He knows what you need. All right, and then he says, just seek God, just live for God today, and all these things will be added to you. In other words, when you need these things, they'll be there for you in your future. God will provide them for you in the future. Just keep your eyes on the Lord today, and don't worry about those things. They will be there for you. God will give them to you. And so he says in verse 34, therefore do not worry about tomorrow. Do not worry about tomorrow, all right? For tomorrow will worry about its own things, you see? In other words, when you get to tomorrow, all right, then you can handle those things. You don't even know what the challenge is, really, because often you think, oh, all these things are gonna be hard, and then you get to tomorrow, and it's easy. Why? Because the grace of God will be there for you. If you're trusting in him, the grace will be there. And with his grace, what seemed to be a hard thing in your imagination will be easy because he will do it through you. So don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself, as it were. Uh, will worry about its own thing. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Yes, there, there are troubles in each day, all right? But sufficient for the day is its own trouble. In other words, limit your troubles to what, to what is ahead today. Refuse to worry about tomorrow. Refuse to worry about the past and what you should have done and might have done. It's enough to deal with the, the challenges of today and the grace of God will be with you today to give you the victory. Praise God. And, and it requires a certain discipline to live one day at a time, to focus on now. What can I do today? Praise God. You can't do everything. You can't fix everything today. But Lord, what, do you, what, what are you gracing me to do today? And, and so don't allow yourself to carry the burdens of tomorrow. Just do what is given to you today. The Bible says, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Praise God. God gives you a brand new start each new day. Praise God. So, you know, the Bible really says uh, we must take charge of the day. Ephesians 5.16 says, redeem the time for the days are evil. What that, what's that saying is if you just don't, if you're just passive, we live in a fallen world, the days are evil, the day will get away from you, it will be wasted. You've got to take charge of the day. Redeem the time means put it under the blood of Jesus. Say, Lord, today, this day belongs to you. I claim this day by the blood of Jesus that your will be done today, that your kingdom come today. I claim the blood of Jesus to, over today. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for giving me a great day, for strengthening me today. Give me the wisdom for today. I thank you, Lord, that, that today you give me a victory day. 
Thank you, Lord, that I will accomplish what you want me to do today and that today will be to your glory. Give me divine appointments today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for blessing me today. Well, God bless you. And remember, live one day at a time. Amen. Thank you.